0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the COVID-19 Vaccine Show, and I'm excited to welcome the host, Dr. Mark Hayden. Dr. Mark, thanks for stopping by, and uh, our topic today is going to be intramuscular vaccines. Is that the solution to end this pandemic? How are you, Mark? I'm feeling great today. You know... You think about this in so many ways, we're already we're seeing craziness about the vaccine, meaning already certain people are having allergic reactions. Uh, Dr. Fauci is saying flat out, if you have allergic reactions, you shouldn't maybe shouldn't even take the virus. So we're already secluding certain people that are excluding certain people that we don't feel is going to be right for this vaccine. So tell us why this intramuscular vaccine, now another one's coming out as well, is not the answer.
1: Okay, number one, these intramuscular vaccines are not the solution for what is for a mucosal or surface lung problem. Really what happens with COVID is it gets to grow in your lungs on the surface of your lungs a surface that is not reached by your bloodstream antibodies. And so these other vaccines are really only protecting you for the, when you were in a septic phase, when you had bloodstream problems. I'll give you a prime example. You take those vaccines and you plunge them into your system. The, 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 the system creates serum antibodies, but that doesn't create mucosal antibodies. The real problem is is that that is not going to stop it from multiplying on the surface of your lungs. And it will transmit from your surface of your lungs to the other people. Now, the other thing that you're only just beginning now is to hear about these cases of reactions. Let me tell you, explain some of the difference there. Intramuscular, if you give them the first vaccine, 90%, 9% 9% of people will not have problems they're young. Almost all the problems begin when you are given the second IM shot. And then you can't give a third because the reactions get progressively worse. Now, imagine, Neil, when I go see patients, I can expose my oral gut. I can take a capsule of live virus, swallow it. Next week, I can take another one. And next week, I can take another one. And the week after that, I can take one a day for the rest of my life. I don't get hypersensitive to it. You can't say that with the intramuscular system. When you begin giving the shots, you become hypersensitive to it. That created a problem in dosing. If you gave Too many shots to the young, they would begin to die from reactions to the vaccine itself. But then you can't. But if you use the same dose, then people don't get enough to even stimulate any immunity, which is why they didn't check the death rates in the older population. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. So the the people that they were doing the study with were
1: not old people. That They deliberately handpicked. They had like 20, they had very, very small numbers of older people between 65 to 82. And they handpicked people that were ideally healthy, that would have the quote lowest death rate. This was to prevent people from dying during the experimental phase. If they if they died during the experimental phase for the IM shots, they were afraid that the whole program would be shut down. So they did not prove that these shots work to prevent death in the older high-risk population. And that is the people that die. It's not the young people that are healthy that die. They get over it. The old people that are, have multiple risk factors that are obese, those people didn't get included in the studies. It doesn't proven to work to prevent death in the high-risk groups. It's not work, it hasn't been proven to prevent death at all. If you read the fine print, it says it may, M-A-Y, it may prevent, it may reduce the symptoms of COVID. Well, whose symptoms of COVID is it gonna produce? Reduce, it's gonna reduce it primarily in the young. So it may be effective at reducing symptoms in the young, but it's not proven to to even affect death rate in the old, and people will continue to have to wear wear mask. So here's here's the way, you know, Neil, we're not as famous as as CBS, ABC, and NBC. We don't have their budgets. But within the first rounds of shots is going through these healthcare hospitals. Go at the, in, in two weeks, look in the ICU, they're still must wear masks, even though everybody, every nurse, every doctor got vaccinated or maybe even if they did they'll still be wearing masks and the plan for wearing masks will go on and on to all transmission ends.
0: Because. It so, doesn't I mean, stop so, transmission. so that's crazy. So just give us a little bit. Why? So I go and get the vaccine and then you have to get two doses. I get the vaccine.
1: How can I still spread it to others? Okay. Here's okay. Let's say you, you get your first shot. It, it's in your muscle. Your body doesn't recognize that as a even enemy at that point, because it's never seen some of those antigens that that's going to make in your bloodstream. And so your body's going to make some IgA and maybe a, a little I, it may make some IgG to it or IgM to it two or th- three weeks later. Then you go back in three weeks later. And they give you another shot. Well, when you get your, let's just say you, Neil, got the regular vaccine. When you get your next intramuscular shot, your arm is going to get sore. You're going to have, you probably are going to feel like you have, have the flu, a lot of local aches and, and pains and soreness. And then you're going to have serum antibodies. But those serum antibodies are not going to go to the surface of your lungs. So even though you had serum antibodies, if you inhale from somebody else around you, it can still grow on your lungs, and you can still spread it from it growing on your lungs because your bloodstream antibodies don't just get excreted on the surface of your lungs where where the virus grows in your lungs. So even though let's say let's say you're you. We're around somebody a month from now, and you actually inhale the virus after being vaccinated with the IM vaccine. You inhale it, it starts growing in your lungs, and you say, "Hey, I, Neil feels great on on the January 31st." But Neil would be out there uh, uh, speaking to people, talking to people. It come out of his chest and he, he goes by this. You might s- still have a grandmother or, or father-in-law and you're seeing your elderly family members. Guess what? You're asymptomatic. It's growing on your lungs. You're spreading it to your family members. So, or, so if they're not, it, it, let me tell you, you're still spreading it to old family members. Then what about if your father-in-law or your mother-in-law die? Guess what? It's never been proven to reduce their death rate. Now you're beginning to see the limited value of that. A lot of that was about psychology. It j- it sounded good. But guess what? It's not proven to protect your parents from death. And I assume your your parents or in-laws are about 20, 30 years older than you. So they're probably in their, you know, let's just right. say 60s or 70s, you know, something like that. Guess what? When you're around them, Neil, it's not going to, re- it had not been proven to reduce their death rate. Does that, does that? And guess what? You, however, did it do something? It did reduce, it may reduce your symptoms, Neil. So when this, you, is, this uh, among, is not a vaccine. This is more
0: of a, almost like HCQ. This is almost like a, uh, uh, or a, uh, a prophylactic to be taken.
1: It, it, it's largely psychology, okay? Uh, it, it's, it's something is better than nothing. OK, that that type of program. And for people who want something better than who believe that so, anything is better than nothing. It was an option and, and the FDA would claim that it was the only thing out there, but that's because the FDA didn't want other options out there. There were other options. I, you know, I proposed Operation Warp Speed and it was ignored but it is, it hasn't changed the truth of the situation. Truth of the situation is, if you don't develop mucosal antibodies, you're still gonna be spreading that disease. The truth is that when you go into an ICU, everybody's still gonna be wearing masks, even though they got vaccinated. The truth is, is that old people could still die if they don't have a mucosal defense. Now, the only good news is, and, you know, I try to, I need to be a more positive person is that God really gave us an incredible, well-developed immune system, and we can mount a, a, a mucosal defense. And that is what we should be taking advantage of. So that's what we need to get that information out to people. So you how are,
0: what other what what countries so far are the vaccine going to? Like we're like, what countries so far have the vaccine? Like intermuscular yeah. or muscular?
1: okay if you look over at um if you look at russia they had a sputnik virus uh vaccine that is an adenovirus but originally one of the problems with the sputnik vaccines was that when it was initially coming out too it was intramuscular it did not prevent spread and some people still died in the older age group so when the intramuscular vaccines would try to be marketed to these other third world countries. And, you know, people got a right to market stuff. Um, they did not get, a few would have severe reactions and a few people would die, but people would notice that, hey, guess what? We're getting people that are vaccinated and people are still dying. And then they'd say, well, if I'm going to, if people are still going to die, why am I getting a vaccine? So that kind of pours rain on that party and and you can come out with a bunch of fanfare but when if when people still die after they're vaccinated it just doesn't doesn't make people real enthusiastic but it takes a while for people to figure it out And uh, certainly we're used to thinking of did you get when's the last time we heard it but there's a
0: hundred how many countries in the world are there and and what is not going to cause that to bring the pandemic back again to the united states if They never lose the virus and
1: it becomes a yearly thing. You got it, Neil. If you don't stop transmission, it keeps going around and around and around the world. And the only thing that stops transmission is orally mediated immunity, period. That's it. So guess what? There is no oral vaccine out there available anywhere. VaxArt has proposed it. They have not gotten to the uh, late state trials. Of course, I showed that inoculation works. And I think we did several shows on this. And you're, you're, But that means that I am the only care medical provider in the United States, or perhaps in the world, who can go out and see people that are exhaling COVID and I have them breathe right in my face and I do not transmit to others, I can do that. They can't. That is a, that's a, I don't know whether that's, that doesn't say that I'm smart. That's a tragedy that other people can't get it, uh, can't understand. Uh, or it's a tragedy that people, uh, Yes, I am I go and for six, eight months, because I had mucosal immunity, I'm constantly exposing myself to people who have COVID. I don't get COVID symptoms. I don't spread either. Are you taking the live virus every day? Uh, you, no, I don't have to, but I frequently just yesterday, I had a patient that was positive. I told her, "Hey, breathe in my face. doesn't bother me. I do that on a I've probably done that a dozen times. I do it, I'm not afraid. I don't have to wear a mask. But now, if I was in an ICU and I walked up to somebody that is regula- tightly regulated by a hospital or CDC, of course, most of the hospital staff would freak. And certainly I don't, whether even though I can do something and it'd be safe, when I don't the want them to freak. you took the live virus? What's that? The I've taken period? live virus at least three or four times. And in fact, I would, I would be willing to actually go to Las Vegas and do live virus in the public. Not on, you know, I don't want to expose anybody else to live virus, but I'd be glad to swallow live virus. I'd be glad to have a dozen people that are COVID positive singing in my face. That wouldn't bother me a bit. Okay, that that is, and and hey, no mask. In fact, they can breathe on the other end of the tube. That is what we do with most diseases we become immune to. That is what real immunity looks like. You know, with real immunity, you get to go and live your life without a mask, without looking like a a circus freak uh, in all your social relationships. I'm not, I am immune. And that's what immunity looks like, not wearing a mask. And, And ask yourself this, if all these people have a vaccine that works, then why are they still required to wear a mask? That's right. Yes. That's it. In other words, you don't have to be a genius, you don't have to be a virologist, you don't even have to graduate high school. Ask yourself is something wrong in America when they spent billions of dollars for a quote solution vaccine and people are still wearing masks after they got vaccinated. Sure. So so
0: let's 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 just jump into that in in, in so many ways. Um kind of let, let's delve into this a little bit more uh with the mask um i mean with this whole uh, so the intermuscular is just what what are your final predictions on the intermuscular before we finish this podcast we want this to be pretty short so people should share them are you blown away by the fact that uh that you can swallow the live virus I mean, if I knew I had the antibodies, I'd probably take, I'd be, I'd do the same thing as you, Mark. I would take the chance and take it as well. The other, because I sure as heck don't like needles. I don't want needles and I'm not going to get that vaccine because I know you're not, you swallow the live virus, which everyone does when they order their fast food or something. They're swallowing the live virus. They don't know it, but they are those people that work in the restaurants. They have the virus, but transferring it. We need to find out a way, and then you'll be seeing a press release coming up very soon regarding that uh, into 2022. But what's just, I mean, 2021. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to rush to 2022. I'm a little concerned about 2021. Mark, Dr. Mark, tell us specifically what what you predict is going to happen with this intramuscular vaccine by, let's say, March or April when it doesn't show the results.
1: Okay, here's what you're going to see. Most of the autoimmune reactions are not going to occur in the first set of shots. This is a two-shot two regimen. That means when they go into the hospitals, 90, I would say 99% of the people won't have a severe reaction. And a lot of them won't even notice that they even got the shot. And they will tell their family, hey, guess what? I got a shot for a vaccine. I didn't, it didn't bother me at all. That's going to be very common. In three weeks, or they're going to get the second shot, the younger people are going to get the sore arms, they're going to start giving some reactions. There're going to be some a lot of severe reactions on the second round. You will never be able to give a third round of intramuscular shots to everybody because you'd have too many young people getting anaphylaxis, dropping you know people would you'd need to hospitalize lots of young people who got the third round of shots because they're having such severe reactions. Then when you look at those people, they're still gonna be required to wear a mask or else they may be spreading the virus. And people will will get the idea that that ain't like any vaccine I ever heard because the people can get it and transmit it and they're still requiring a mask. That's right. And so the average man is gonna figure, you know, hey, do we know what the side effects are? Nope. Then, hey, guess what? Can I sue somebody if they knew it was going to give me side effects and they didn't explain it right to me? Nope. Hey, they're going to even have the Senate, you know, the new Senate proposed relief bill is going to even expand immunity for COVID. So even if you got it at the local hospital and the hospital sees people passing out on the second and second set of shots, they're not going to be responsible either. It's not going to be prescribed by a physician. And you're still still transmissible. So what we're likely to see is that this virus is going to continue to go around the world, especially in the poor parts. Now, here's where it gets scary. Please, dear God, do not let this virus mutate into something more serious, something more lethal or something more transmissible. If it mutates, certainly the vaccines will have zero, could potentially have zero effectiveness, even at reducing symptoms among the young. We needed something as a, a country and as a world that would defend us. And that is using our immune systems and introducing a, the, that, vac- that virus to our own systems in a way that gets it past our respiratory system And gets it exposed to our digestive tracts without symptoms. And that is taking it as an oral inoculation. Um,
0: So that's, again, we can't wait to go into more topics as you keep... uh, discovering COVID the, the COVID-19 vaccine show. I'm glad we came up with the name. No one else could take that away from us, especially when everyone is going to be searching that Google all, all the time. If you want to go catch up the other episodes, really simple. If you're listening to the Neil Haley show, uh, that plays this as well, or the, 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 the uh, again, the COVID-19 show that marks part of the syndication of, uh, really getting huge numbers as we launched that in 2020, Uh, basically all you have to do is go into Spotify, search the COVID vaccine, the COVID 19 vaccine show mark, and you come up first. There you go. Hey,
1: that's awesome.
0: Hey, Nia. That's all you have to do.
1: Yeah. So last point to add to our listeners. Okay. There is a long list of viruses that are both respiratory and digestive tract that can grow in both our respiratory tracts as well as our digestive tract that's not just limited to covid in fact common flu actually grows in our intestinal tract too you know i'm a person who you know i believe in in god and fate and destiny and i probably did more human experiment on myself than the other i ever met so this week I wanted to First, band and investigate oral inoculation. My daughter was flu positive because she does flu swabs and COVID swabs. Anyway, thanks. You know, anyway, she got the the flu, flu A. I took her flu A, put it in an enteric capsule, swallowed it four days ago. And actually, I'll be able to put that on YouTube. Guess what? With flu A, I swallowed live flu A. Got it past my respiratory symptom, past my respiratory system. I was, I put it in an enteric Cody capsule, swallow it. Guess what? No symptoms. Oh my gosh. That's new. Breakthrough. Yes. And that words, this can apply to so many things, not just COVID influenza. There's a long yeah, list food. of that. Vac- people ate other people's food and it wasn't happening as much. The bigger things yes. the bigger would not. Yes. And have- I was, There are going to be so many different applications for this technology. You could look, maybe you're, it opens up whole new fields of research to bypass exposure to your respiratory tract and just get it to your intestinal tract where you can make a defense without having any of the respiratory symptoms. It's basically just that, that, that basic.
0: All right. Well, we're going to be on it. I appreciate it. This is a great COVID-19 vaccine show, but another great news. Look at Dr. Mark Hayden official on different channels. Look at Dr. Mark Hayden on Facebook and uh, be ready for the COVID-19 vaccine show, but also the COVID-19 show. So take care.
1: Thank you. Thanks. All right, that was Dr.
0: Mark, guys. Take care.